<laughs> you know that's I'm going to continue this Yeah, that's time. a Zambo dang. <laughs> What if people, you know, we have a listener in France So what if he listens to it, like, I don't know, in the morning, at night mm-hmm. But then he'll have to wait purposely to listen to it in the evening This, this oh, is God. what we're doing, make you sense. can only listen to the Tripolar Opinion yeah. podcast at night Yeah <laughs> that's By the way, big shout out to that, to that guy in France, or female in France I don't know, whoever it is in France that keeps listening to us We see you we see where you're at. We do. Also, <laughs> hey, if you want to give us a follow on on the old uh, p- page on Facebook or join our group, that way we can know who you are. We'd love to be able to, to talk with you, you know, have some discussions about this stuff. I'd like to get to know someone from France. That sounds really cool. Yeah, I know. We value your opinion, unlike Taylor. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> And speaking of shout-outs, I do want to give a quick shout-out to everyone that has joined our Facebook page slash group. Like, we really appreciate all the interactions we've had with you. It's nice hearing from all of you, and it makes the group pretty fun. So, Yeah, did you see you. that poll that we just put out of, like, who's uh, your least favorite host? And uh, Taylor was, like, way up there. Like, with three votes. Get the memo. Three <laughs> votes. was like, yeah. No one, we and you didn't get any votes, but Taylor, three votes. Three votes. <laughs> Don't worry about it. it. Was just me, David, and then the page voted against Taylor. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. All right. So, uh, what we have for today is our basically our three big topics. Uh, mine is going to be about the Nintendo Switch uh, Pro, the rumored Nintendo Switch Pro, I should say. Um, and then we're going to do our top five uh, video game systems. So that could just be based on features of the system, the game library that it has, or you just simply love the video game system that much. So that is what we're going to be talking about today. Hey, I guess he doesn't. He doesn't care about our topics. Yeah, I guess so. Let me let me just just a few things, Mister Host Man. Um, one, <laughs> how are people supposed to know who we are? Um, I appreciate that you think our listeners remember that well, but. Uh, Mm-hmm. Does... I hope so, by episode 6 Yeah, yeah I mean, We could have new listeners You never, you never know, know. We may true. now have two listeners in France And guess what, the <laughs> second one doesn't know who we are Alright, so We have David Maggard yep, yeah. whoop, whoop. <laughs> And then we have Albert Delgado Hey, thank you That's what. That's more like it, I appreciate it And what are you guys talking about today? Oh, you know, I'm going to get into, like, the biggest weekend in wrestling. Uh, not on AEW. <laughs> Take Obviously, that. we're going to talk about WrestleMania 37. I like that you say weekend now because, you know, it's two days instead of just the one. I know, right? It's kind of crazy. It is. I like it, though. Um, and then I will be discussing probably the biggest uh, movie event of the year, at least so far. Um, or at least the biggest movie event of the pandemic, uh, that being Godzilla versus Kong. And we'll get into some of the, the interesting factoids around that real soon. Awesome. I guess I'll uh, go ahead and start since I'm the host. Yuck. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> 
By the way, uh, let us know. We've been discussing about doing a live show in front of you guys. And if, and if you want to, you know, see our faces connected so you can see all the weird uh, quirky stuff that Taylor does, like waving by at the end of an episode every time, <laughs> uh, hit us up on the Facebook group, you know? Say, say yeah, we want we want the live stream. We'll give it to you if you want it. Give it. Just let us know. Just like that. Hashtag we want the live stream. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> All right, so um, we're going to be talking about uh, the rumored Nintendo Switch Pro. And again, this is just a rumor, so please take it with a grain of salt. But um, previously, some new uh, patents have come out from Nintendo um, that they're coming out with like a new display, for example, um, that's supposed to help kind of render up to 4K. Um, and then uh, they're redesigning the Joy-Cons. They'll still remain the same, but I guess they're making some uh, different adjustments to it. Um, and hopefully that means they're going to fix the Joy-Con drift that uh, multiple people have had issues with in the past. Um, and so, uh, let's see what else with the Nintendo Switch Pro. Um, there's no price point on it yet. Um, there's also no rumored release date but nintendo did announce that they're going to be at e3 this year so maybe that's when they might do it um i guess we'll have to wait and see but uh yeah pretty exciting uh they've done this before like with the 3ds they came out with a new 3ds um and uh with a better processor a little bit um better speed for that so i guess we'll have to wait and see what the new nintendo switch comes out to be Hey, didn't they say something about having, uh, like, 8K while it's docked or something like that? Um, not that I'm aware of. I, I know they talked about, like, 4K, and then, but they're going to do upscaling, so it won't be true 4K, but um, they're going to attempt to get it there anyways. Yeah, when I first heard about this, I, it intrigues me, because I've been looking to get a, pick up a second Switch for the house. I just hope that it's worth it. Yeah, that's what I'm going to wait for, too, is just uh, official information, see if it's actually worth it, and does the price justify the system, so. That's a very good question, because I'm, I'm going to drop a hot take, because I know our group has requested more of them. Um, I feel like systems, like the new game systems, aren't the level of improvement that they should be. Uh, this most recent generation is a great example of it. Like, it, when we went from, like, NES to Super Nintendo, that was a big jump. Even to, like, 64, that was a big jump. Um, but, like, PS3 to PS4, eh, it looks a <laughs> bit clearer. It's nicer. PS4 to yeah. PS5, I haven't seen really nothing. Like, that, yeah, it looks better. I, I will admit that. But it's, like, it's not that big jump like there used to be where you went from... 2d to 3d or little pixels to like clear picture like that was that's what i was expecting when the next generation came but we didn't get that because uh i don't know where else you can go in terms of that so i am very curious i i know nintendo's always been of of all the like game companies that are coming out with systems um because i don't want to say it's just sony and uh microsoft you know there are other systems out there shout out to uh uh, the Soldier Boy uh, game system. That's very important. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> um, but, like, Nintendo's always been the one that's willing to take those risks and really come up with some innovative new ideas. So, like, if anything, I know the Switch Pro is probably just going to be, a, like, an upgrade on the Switch, 
but I'd really appreciate like some really cool innovations to it to see what they come out with. So I'm, I'm pretty excited. And also it's a big deal that Nintendo's back at E3. Like I know yeah. a little while back, both Nintendo and, uh, was it Microsoft or was it Sony? I forget which one wasn't at E3. Sony. It was Sony, yeah. So, like, yeah. having Nintendo come back is a pretty big deal. It makes E3 more exciting, even though it's all digital this year. Like, any mm-hmm. of us go to the event anyway. But um, it's still, it's pretty cool. Because, like, E3 is always super exciting when it comes around. Because it's like, oh, my God, this is what's happening in video games. I've been waiting all yeah, year it's like for the this. Super Bowl yeah. for nerds, essentially. Like we get to <laughs> see what's coming out, all the great trailers and such. And I always looked forward to it every year. So you know what the bad part is with E3? I feel like the last couple of years I've been like not satisfied with what they put out because they'd be like, "Oh, look at this game coming out four years from now," and I'm like, "Why did you have to announce that right now?" Then I even if I pre-ordered it, I probably would forget about it, or GameStop would have went bankrupt by now where I pre-ordered it. I never would have got my <laughs> money back. So, <laughs> I mean, that's that's fair. Part of it is because you know we're now in a new generation, so all this has been kind of leading up to nobody wants to build too many new games for PS4 or Xbox One because like they're going to be out of date and they. They aren't quite out of date yet, but they're about there uh, just because it's so hard for people to get their hands on PS5s and Series Xs. Um, But now that we are in this new generation, I feel like this E3 coming up is probably going to be pretty, pretty interesting because I feel like this is the point where we've been waiting for. Like we've we are near it. We're in this new generation. We know what these systems can do. A fair amount of us have these systems now you start announcing why we should be excited for this generation of system. Yeah, and there there was like a cost associated with like E3 too cuz it's like now that we're going to like more of a digital age and streaming, it was just so much easier for like Nintendo for example just to do their direct uh their Nintendo directs on YouTube. It's free, you just post it and then there you go. So there's no need to spend massive amount of money just to show up at E3 for the title of being at E3. So um, there's that shift too, and if with E3 going digital, I'm sure that's going to help a lot, reducing costs, and could start bringing back more gaming companies. Yeah, because it was always exciting to see those things, but it was like because it happened in the summer, you just had that one weekend of real mm-hmm. big hype and excitement, and then it just kind of went quiet. And you're like, when's these games coming out? Are we are we getting updates? Yeah. Or you get like a article that comes out is like oh check out this little update on it it's like if the hype isn't there anymore after e3 passes by that's why the directs were always so good so like when they announced something on the the directs it was like oh my god and it comes out next month oh damn it's because they can line it up better with when things are releasing and it's like agree it makes so much more sense but you know i i still like having e3 around just that anticipation of just like big announcements will be coming this day be ready for it this will be interesting yeah anyways uh we'll go off to my topic it's wrestlemania 37 (laughs) (laughs) so by the time you guys are listening to this hopefully it will be friday the 9th maybe I, I, I would like that if people were that on it, you know. Yeah, I, well, you know, people have lives too, so I suppose <laughs> it's a Friday night. You know what you should be doing Friday nights? Listen to the Tripolar Opinion podcast. 
Exactly. While playing we Dungeons a, and Dragons yeah. or, or or shooting guys on COD or something. I don't know. We're in a <laughs> pandemic. Like, what else are you doing? <laughs> but yeah, April 10th and April 11th is a two-night WrestleMania again. Um, I think this will be the first time they actually have a big crowd in uh, the stadium, the Thunderdome. Where are they doing it? Somewhere in um, Florida? They are at Raymond James Stadium, home of the Tampa Raymond Bay Buccaneers. Oh, boo. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, uh, yeah, so they're about to have their WrestleMania event, one of the biggest events in the whole year. Um, I just wanted to give you guys like some quick intake. Obviously, it's going to be a two-nighter. Uh, there's going to be multiple matches on each night. Each one's supposed to have a main event. And if you're like kind of confused, like, oh, I don't know. I don't know if I want to watch or whatever, whatnot. I got three matches I think that you should look out for. Okay, on night one, you have Braun Strowman versus Shane McMahon. Now, normally, people would be like, oh, this match is going to suck. Okay, but I have this weird feeling Shane McMahon's going to do something crazy. Like he always does. Maybe Braun Strowman just blasts him through the cage. I don't know. I... I I feel like this is my undercard match. Like I said, not many people are going to be like, hey, this is the match to watch or whatever whatnot. But I think this is a match that you're not going to expect a lot out of, but you're going to get some kind of like a oh wow factor out of it. Uh, staying with night one with the main event, I'm actually really looking for were to Drew McIntyre versus Bobby Lashley. Now, I think this is a lot of ma- this is another match where. I don't. I think this is going to go a different way than what people think are going to go. You know, Bobby Lashley has the belt now, and he's the man. He's the he's the big dog. Well, no, whoa, whoa, whoa. I'm sorry. How he's the Almighty. I, yeah, I didn't. I didn't mean that. I didn't mean that at all. <laughs> he's the Almighty. But uh, I don't know. I think this back and forth is going to going to be a really good match. You know, they kind of dabbled a little bit before, but it it's the grandest stage of them all. You know, it's you you put up or you shut up time. I I. I don't want to say it's a spoiler, but more of like a, what I think is going to happen. But I think something crazy is going to happen. So I, I, I don't know. If I were you, I'd tune in and, and watch that match. Um, finally, obviously, if you know me, I'm a big Roman Reigns fan. So night two, the main event, Roman Reigns versus Daniel Bryan versus Edge. Um, if you're a fan of nowadays wrestling, if you're a fan of, I don't know, the Attitude Era, if you're a fan of Daniel Bryan... Watch this match. It's going to be great. You have three different types of styles of, of wrestling going on here. Um, it should be fast-paced. I mean, it's going to go back and forth. This is going to be a good match. And I'm going to... Spoiler alert for myself. Cause it's not really a spoiler. More like I, I'm spoiling the ending for you. I'm going to say Roman Reigns walks out of that match still as the champion. Um... I know a lot of people are expecting Edge to be the champion, but I, I don't think it's his time to, to drop the belt yet. But who, who knows? We'll see. Uh, for all you folks that love wrestling, I hope you enjoy it. And if you want to hear more about wrestling, let us know. Um, for those of you who likely aren't big into wrestling, that's fine. This is your chance to get into it. If I may give my suggestions just just out of like general entertainment type of stuff, um, what do we got? We got the we got Bad Bunny. He's gonna be on the show, which to be honest is just fun to see. Uh, you love to see some of those celebrity matches. Some of them, not all of them. They're not all great. Uh, but he's it's it's kind of cool to see guys who are like 
stars and other things step into a ring and just really have fun. So that's something to watch for that I feel like should be really entertaining because honestly, Bad Bunny seems like a guy who really enjoys wrestling and really like respects it. So it seems like he'll he'll go out there and do well. Uh, another thing uh, is Sami Zayn versus Kevin Owens. For me, it's because they're two very, 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 very good wrestlers who are going to put on a hell of a match. Uh, but for, you know, general entertainment population, Logan Paul's there, apparently. So he's going to be <laughs> hanging out somewhere doing something there. So if you want to check it out, check it out. Um, Interesting. Yeah, it's it's a really kind of weird storyline they're going. Sami Zayn's like a conspiracy theorist who has a documentary coming out. Logan Paul supporting him, and Kevin Owens is just like, dude, you're being a fucking idiot. Like, stop. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the whole storyline. It's not the best storyline, but it's fun, and it's and these two dudes can't have a bad match. So, like, if you want to watch some really good wrestling, watch them. If you want to see Logan Paul, watch it anyway. Um, and then the last thing, which hasn't been built as well as I'd hoped it would, but it's still probably the most interesting thing, that's the one, uh, is going to be Randy Orton versus The Fiend, which is, I, if, if you haven't seen wrestling, um, The Fiend is, uh, I don't know how to explain it anymore. He was a, a kid's show host who was also, like, possessed by a demon kind of thing and would switch to this alternate personality with, like, a clown-looking mask who would absolutely destroy people. And then he got set on fire and died, and now he got resurrected, and his body's all burnt up and melted and weird-looking. And he's got a little uh, friend in Alexa Bliss who seems to have supernatural powers, too. This sounds weird, all saying it out loud. And it is kind of weird, but that's what makes it entertaining, and you should check it out. Yeah, uh, the Fiend matches on my honorable mentions. Um, I expect a lot to come out of that match, uh, especially one, obviously, the Fiend, Randy Orton, and then when you throw in Alexa Bliss, who's this, I, I, I don't know what you want to, I think she's some type of witch at this point. <laughs> um <laughs> But no, that that should be a, a very entertaining match. If anything, if 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 you're a fan of like horror movies, especially like slasher horror movies, you're gonna get some like little details of that of like really creepy dude is stalking him, super powerful monster type of stuff. It's it'll be interesting. That's the very least that you can get out of it. Will it be good? We're gonna find out. But at the very least, it's gonna be very interesting. And I'm just looking forward to watching it with my best pals. Yay! Yay. <laughs> I, I didn't know your cat was your best friend. <laughs> uh, also, hey, you... quick plug-in. Uh, if you already have the Peacock, that's what it's going to show on. So I'm pre- guaranteeing you probably don't have anything to do this weekend. So just give it a shot. Watch watch some wrestling. I know a lot of people are like, oh, it's fake. No, 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 no. It's entertainment, okay? No one says that stuff about, like, movies and, like, oh, Superman's fake. Yeah, damn right we know he's fake. <laughs> some people love him. I don't. Superman but still, some people real? love him. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Who's going to stop the alien invaders then? <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> His brother, man of super. <laughs> <laughs> <You're so dumb. laughs> 
Uh, All right, Albert, what do you got for us today? Well, let's go ahead and transition into some movie talk. Um, so this last week, we had a, a pretty big movie. <laughs> Get it, because they're big. Mm-hmm. Uh, drop, uh, both in theaters and on HBO Max, and that being the epic showdown of Godzilla versus Kong. Can't call him King Kong, because he got his ass Spoilers. Um <laughs> <laughs> You uh, son of a bitch. Don't ever say that again. <laughs> so, it came out this last weekend. Um, it's, a, it's a very entertaining movie. If you have the chance to go see it, go see it. It's The, the humans are kind of dumb. You, that's not why you're there. You're there for the mm-hmm. epic big monster fight, big monster, giant ape versus iguana with fire breath. Um it's it's awesome to watch. It is it's just really entertaining. It almost feels like you're on a ride at times, and it's it's just really fun. That's that's what really matters. What's interesting to me though is kind of what the movie has created for the like future of uh, movies going forward. So everyone got upset. Uh, I should say more specifically, movie theaters got upset when HBO Max or Warner Brothers made the announcement that all of their movies this year would be dropping on HBO Max at the same time as the theaters. It was a big thing because, you know, that's a lot of money being taken away from movie theaters. Um, And so Warner Brothers kind of walked that back and was like, don't worry, it's just for this year. We're going to go back to normal next year. Everything will be fine. Um, And then some of the numbers have come out about Godzilla versus Kong. Um, For comparison... Uh, for for one, this is the biggest box office by a pretty wide margin, uh, and a lot of that has to do with you know more theaters are open now. We got at least twenty five percent capacity at movie theaters, but still they've made I think over two hundred million uh, in the opening weekend, which is um, more than what the movie costs, which is <laughs> impressive uh, given that we are in a pandemic America. Um, so that means that's a huge success in terms of making money through the theaters. The other interesting fact is despite how much money it made in theaters, because a lot of people wanted to see this in theaters, they went to theaters, they rented out theaters like we did, and oh, saw yeah. it on the big screen, which was fantastic. Um, the other interesting fact is that in the first four days, or first five days, that it was on HBO Max, it had more views than any other of the movies that dropped on HBO Max. And that includes Wonder Woman 1984, which was a big deal when it dropped on, on Christmas, so a lot of people were able to watch it. And then also with the uh, Snyder Cut when that dropped, both of those um, are behind what Godzilla vs. Kong did. Like the next, it's Godzilla vs. Kong got 3.6 million folks to watch, 3.6 house, million households. The next closest was Wonder Woman at 2.2. So it's a fairly decent margin. So it's an interesting question of, can this coexist moving forward? Because we just proved in a 25% capacity theaters, this movie made a shit ton of money and did very well. But at the same time, it also got a shit ton of people watching at home. So what's can, can this coexist? Is it possible that we keep going forward with this? dual drop both on streaming services and in theaters 
are we kidding ourselves and theaters are going to die soon or you know are we going to go back to the way things were before because it's interesting it's very interesting especially you know california just announced they're opening up uh june 15th was the date we're looking at of everything's going to open up which means theaters are going to be full capacity which is a pretty big deal because you know movies are kind of important in california um so it's it's going to be interesting to see where things go moving forward. As a big movie buff who loves going to see movies every week, it's a lot of money. It's a bad habit. Don't do it. Um, <laughs> it's going to be interesting to see where movies go from here. You what do you guys see? Yeah, <clears throat> I think I think it can for the most part, but will it? Probably not. I mean. Even though we're opening up on June 15th, that doesn't mean everyone's going to be rushing, you know, to the theaters or, or rushing to public parks or, or whatever, whatnot. You know, we still have a lot of these homebodies that, that like staying at home. Um, big shout out to my brothers right now because they, they love this right now. All they're doing is staying at home playing uh, League of Legends or, st- or stuff like that. But, <clears throat> you know, they usually don't go out. And sometimes I don't blame them, but getting off topic anyways uh i think it can i mean this is obviously a a backup plan because of everything that's happening with the pandemic and whatever whatnot you still have to pay for the subscription service you know um we like us we had hbo max in the house all of us easily could have fit into someone's house to watch the movie but we chose to go rent out a movie theater go buy popcorn, go buy soda, go buy candy, whatever, at the concession stands and still watch it. I think there's just, I don't know, I can fight, I can see either way for, for both sides that people want to stay home, they can stay home and watch it. But for us, we had the option, we all wanted to go out and watch it. Either way, I'm still glad that the movie made money because I would like to see another MonsterVerse video. Uh, matter of fact, hashtag bring back the MonsterVerse versus bring back the Snyderverse. So... Take that, yeah, Snyder. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's going to be interesting because it's difficult to predict, um, and I guess that could be a good thing or a bad thing, um, depending on like how you look on, at it. But like, there's some nostalgia. Just like I really missed going to the movie theater. It had been a year since I had been to the movie theater when we got to rent it out and such. And uh, sometimes I just like that being like uh, going to Studio Movie Grill where you can order food and watch a movie and have that be like a nice date night or something. Um, but uh, but also there's the convenience of being able to watch a movie with friends at home or just by yourself or so. So it'll be interesting to see like how this hybrid survives, um, like if movie theaters can survive with it and uh, uh, digital streaming service are going to win either or. But yeah, it'll be interesting to see how that goes. It's difficult to predict, so I um, guess we'll see how time tells it. I think the biggest thing right now, too, is how people are going to react once the uh, quarantine has been lifted. As in, you're sitting next to the movie theater and the person next to you sneezes or coughs. Yeah. Are you going to freak out because they're right next to you now? Or, you know, are you going to take it normal? I don't even say one normal, but like back to how things were like, oh, that person just has a cold. It'll be all right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess there's always you could like wear a mask if you're feeling uncomfortable, I suppose, but yeah that'll be interesting you don't want to do that your anger a whole bunch of californians here so (laughs) (laughs) yeah it's gonna be very interesting and i i feel like 
I don't know where you would go, uh, to be honest, because part of me is thinking, like, maybe you just release the big movies, like, you know, Godzilla versus Kong, or you got Mortal Kombat, or the superhero movies all get dropped in theaters, and you keep the smaller movies on, like, uh, Netflix and HBO Max and stuff like that. But at the same time, uh, I saw a statistic going around. I think it's less than 10% of folks know any of the movies that are nominated for best picture for the Oscars. And it's like, those are very good movies. I watched most of them so far. Um, they are very good movies. Um, and let's, we're not going to get into the fact that the Oscars has its own problems, but the fact that only like less than 10% of people know that these mo- what these movies even are is kind of insane. And that, that, that seems to speak a lot to the fact that if you're not dropping, tr- you know, commercials, all day, every day, for you to go to theaters and see them in person, are people really going to care? And it's, I don't know. I, I feel like theaters are very important. They're always going to be important when it comes to movies. I don't think they'll ever really die. Um, it's just interesting to see how the entire industry might change from this unfortunate pandemic that has come by and see how, you know, obviously money is going to change everything. We'll see how that all works out, but it's, this seems to be proof that even if you drop movies on your personal streaming service, which there's like 50 of them now, um, you're still going to make money. So maybe you don't need to drop it in theaters. It's an interesting question, and we'll see how things go. Obviously, this is all just us discussing because we're at home and bored and don't really know what's going to happen when things start opening up, but yeah, it's... It's it's an interesting topic of discussion, and we'll see how things go. Yeah, we'd love to hear your thoughts, so feel free to tell us your thoughts on that and uh, in the, our Facebook groups and such. Um, yeah, were you going to go on June 15th? Go see a movie? Go to the park? <laughs> go to Taylor's house? That's where I'll <laughs> be. Play video games. <laughs> Speaking of video games, we're going to move on to our top five video game systems. Woo! <laughs> oh, God. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> um, so, I guess, like, in no particular order, uh, this is, was a very difficult list to build because uh, each video game system, for me, has, like, its own special place, and so... Um, this was a hard list to build, but we'll start with my number five, and um, that's going to be the Game Boy Color. And um, I, growing up as a kid, I got to play a lot of games on that Game Boy Color. Uh, originally had the Game Boy, but um, once like color was introduced, like it was kind of like a whole new world type situation. Um, I got to play like Pokemon and uh, a whole bunch of other different games on there, and like the. The Game Boy at the time had a wonderful library of games that you could play, and so uh, uh, it was just nice. Like, the handheld was a bit smaller, um, and then uh, I believe it used less batteries, if I'm not mistaken. But, yeah. So, anyways, uh, my number five would be the Game Boy Color. That's freaking crazy. You want to know why? Why? Because my number five is the Game Boy Color. <laughs> <laughs> nice. I have it right here. Look, Game Boy Color number five. <laughs> if only our viewers could see that. <laughs> I know, right? No, but uh, yeah, everything was. I agree with you right there. You know, uh, I believe G- 
Game Boy Color, or at least my Game Boy Color, came with like a rechargeable battery set. It was the first time you could take it out and then put like a little, it was like batteries connected to the back part, I guess. And then you could just plug it in and recharge it. I don't know. Uh, Game Boy Color to me had, well, I only really had like two games for it. And I think that's why it, that was important for me because I could take it wherever I wanted to. But that was for basically Pokemon. I played Pokemon on that damn thing uh, for hours. So many batteries wasted. So many, so many dollars wasted just for me to erase my uh, Pokemon game and then restart it over with a brand new set of Pokemon. By the way, uh, if you haven't caught our first episodes, uh, the only right Pokemon to choose at the beginning is Charizard and no one else. So, <laughs> I don't know how you pick in Charizard at the beginning. You start oh, in Charmander. Come That's on, I, man. Because I, I had the game shark, too. So. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but yeah, my number five also is Game Boy Color. Nice. Well, guess what, gentlemen? My number five is also Game Boy Color. Oh, what? Three-way crossover. <laughs> <It's happened>. oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know. How did this? Are we? So I'll let you know what my order is for my list. Um, I'm kind of doing it in order of like uh, chronological order for me. So, like, I'm going to go through the generations and, like, my favorite of the generation, pretty much. Um, I don't know why, how you guys ended up with that at number five. But Game Boy Color was, like, the first real... Because uh, we had, like, a... What you call it? A Sega Genesis. We had, you know, NES and SNES. We had all these different things. Um, and we loved them. They're fun. Don't get me wrong. But they weren't, like really mine they were just like oh remember mostly mom and dad being like remember this game boom play okay sure but like once the game boy color came in like we me uh brother gabe brother gabe brother Brother gabe Gabe. (laughs) (laughs) Um, rachel we all got our own game boy colors uh we all got to play our own games because you know none of us like to share uh, and we all got Pokemon. We all played Pokemon. At one point, I lost Gabriel's Game Boy Color. He'll never let me let it down. Um, where where did you lose it at, Albert? <laughs> it was at a PetSmart, all right? I, I, where, oh my where, where in PetSmart? I had to go to the bathroom. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> it was all bad. I lost the Mario Golf. It was such a good player on there, too. Um, it was sad. I, I wanted to play games. I didn't want to go to the store. This is dumb. So I brought his game boy. <laughs> um, anyway, it's, it's, it just has so many fond memories of especially just those moments of trying to play while you're in the car and just not having a light. So it's just as you're passing by street lights, attempting to do something real quick and then wait and then do something real quick and then wait. <laughs> it's just it's 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 a lot of fun. It's got a lot of memories for me. So much good times with that. God, no damn. I remember they made like the little adapter that could plug in the game link and then it it used the battery power to shine a little light on it. Yeah, Yeah, and you just fucking kill your battery. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I've never played a faster game of Pokemon in my life. I felt like I turned it on and then the next thing I know, it's like, it's just dead. It's dead. All right. For my next one, the number four, I'm going to go with the Nintendo Wii. And the reason why I went with this is because when I first saw the Wii announced and looking at the controllers, that was the big thing. Like, we're so used to holding our controllers in a certain manner, and then you see this just stick, essentially. And you're like, how am I supposed to play games like this? And 
um, after like sitting down and playing with it, having the motion controls and like the game being able to pick up where you're swinging like a sword, for example, um, and uh, like Skyward Sword, for example, it was just, it was incredible. Like, and the Wii bowling that I really enjoyed, you could actually like swing it or Wii tennis. Like, I just thought like they took a real huge risk going outside the normal conventional means of what a controller was. And then they added really cool features to it with motion control. And uh, that's what why the Wii made my number four list. Whose Wii did you play with, Taylor? Mine. <laughs> <laughs> you played with your own Wii? Yep. <laughs> yeah, one thing, I, that's that's why I was like mentioning before, talking about Nintendo, like they're always willing to take those risks. Like even like PlayStation came out with the, the PS Move, whatever. That thing wasn't good. Because yeah. it was clearly just like a, stick it on to the system and play it if you want to, but we're not going to actually try. Where Nintendo was just like, nah, our whole next system, you have to use this little stick thing and move around. No other choice. Here you go. Yeah, the only reason why the Wii didn't make my top five list is because I was out of breath within like five minutes of playing. It, so. <laughs> <laughs> I, those Wii boxing matches got intense, man. Yeah, they, they did. did. They did. <laughs> Me just trying to suck for air afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> How are you not knocked out yet? <laughs> All right. Uh, I guess I should have explained how my list went real quick. Uh, it basically just went from five to one. Mm. That's it. Okay. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah. uh, it just it came from like um, I don't want to say least important, but like I guess it had the least effect but most important i guess to the most important with most effect i don't know if that makes sense sure to me it does so not very effective to super effective all right (laughs) yeah pretty much (laughs) but you know it's still somewhat effective (laughs) (laughs) anyways uh going into my number four it is the uh original playstation the playstation number one uh, I remember getting the system and f- absolutely falling in love with it, especially as if you heard from before, I fell in love with games like Final Fantasy VII and uh, Bushido Blade. Um, I don't know if people remember games like Tenchu Stealth Assassins. Loved that game. <clears throat> um, I played, uh, what else was on there? Like WWE Raw. That was a good game for, you know, its first uh, little disc. Matter of fact, I even like the little WWE arcade games where, like, you were, like, Shawn Michaels and, like, you would, like, throw hearts at the other guy or whatever, whatnot. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's so so dumb, right? <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, I don't know. I have a lot of fond memories with uh, the PlayStation 1, and that's why it's my number four. That's quality. That's nice. quality. I, I, I do have a lot of fondness towards the PS1. Not not as much as you do. It didn't hit my top five, but it's it's definitely got some quality memories in that, especially the crashes. What you, yeah, what do you mean? You didn't like uh like in Final Fantasy where like you're done with disc one and then you had to stop doing what you're doing, uh, pop open <laughs> and then put disc two in. <laughs> Look, I, I hurt your feelings already when I said it, so I don't want to have to say it again. But I've never played any Final Fantasy. Oh, it hurts my heart. <laughs> <laughs> We're taking applications for a new member. Of <laughs> uh, well, moving on to my number four. That's it. We're going to our local uh, game store and we're picking up a PlayStation 1 and you're playing some Final <laughs> Fantasy. 
Uh, they're remaking them all anyway. I'll get to it eventually. Um, it's not the same. It's not moving the same. on to my number four. <laughs> um, I got the Nintendo sixty four. Um, it'd be higher on my list, honestly. It's got so much memories tied into that thing that are still being made. We still play the thing, um, but it's you know I'm going chronologically in a bit. You know, actually. It's a little bit off with Green Boy color, but don't worry about it. Uh, I got a Nintendo 64, and that has so many memories tied into it with, you know, the first Smash Bros. You got Mario Kart. You got uh, Mario Golf, Mario Tennis. I'm just naming all the Marios just to knock them off the list. Um, if, if you really want the best game on Nintendo 64, it is uh, WCW NWO Revenge. Because that's the, that's the best wrestling game around. Um, can't beat that game, especially when you're playing for like an hour in a single match. Um, <laughs> Four just, hours. Just so much. <laughs> <laughs> and like at this point, it's iconic with everything that's involved with it. Even just like the dumb things about it. Like, why is the controller built that way? We will never know. Um Blowing into the cartridge is apparently the wrong way to do it, but that's the only way to do it. So come on, like I don't know who used a Q-tip or something. That's that's just all you know lies. <laughs> okay, Taylor, whatever. I guess you did the proper way. I used the Q-tip. They told me it was safe. No, you just put some alcohol on it, rubbed it. <laughs> you just blow into it and then you push it in really hard and it'll work. Come on, that's what she said. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, God. All right, show's over. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. But, yeah, that's that's a system that's just, like, stood the test of time. Because I even, you know, you had it as kids. And then I went off to college, and our radio station had it. And that was, like, the most played system there. And then now we still play it. Nowadays, we still play Pokemon Puzzle League and such. So it's, it's still going to keep going. It's never going to die, pretty much. It is... It's an everlasting system. I've taken an interest into like uh, I've been watching a lot of YouTube videos on how to repair the Nintendo sixty four controller because the little stick gets wobbly as um, with time. So learning how to replace that part, I've been very interested in doing that. So that way I can like start restoring the controllers back to what they should be. That's crazy. I did the same thing, and it it led me to um, Amazon just to buy a new controller. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> you got one of them knockoffs didn't you that where the, the stick is just yeah. like super stiff like oh god yep. it's yeah. gold though <laughs> <laughs> oh, right. that's a good pick so, yeah um for my number three uh i chose the playstation 2 and the reason for this is just because it had one of the largest libraries um they had so many great games for it that you could play and uh i don't know there's just a lot of memories with that system for me um and just being able to play like need for speed for example or um like time splitters too uh they just had like a lot of great games and they kept releasing great games and it was just a large library and on top of that like the system was backwards compatible so you could play your ps1 games with your ps2 and um it was also like 
the first time for me anyways having a system that you could play online with other people and so that was like a very unique experience like i had fond memories of me and my brother playing time splitters 2 online against other people and uh it was just really great time so yeah that is my number three that had a pretty good library i'm like trying to think of like stuff that i bought for it mm-hmm I didn't know why. I think I was into like Dynasty Warriors when that when it first came out, and I like bought all the Dynasty Warriors for that game. Um, Tekken, Tekken was like a big thing for me. I yeah. matter of fact, I all think Soul Calibur all about that, was on PlayStation too. All about that Tekken Tag Tournament, bro. Oh my God, Tekken <laughs> Tag Tournament! Wow. Please bring it back. <laughs> is, is it Namco? Is it Namco who makes Tekken? I think so. I I yeah. don't know. Who, who, if you're listening to this, and for somehow you're just tied into the people that make Tekken Tag, or Tekken, hit us, hit them up. Tell them, hey, TPO, that's us, Tripolar Opinion, want Tekken Tag back. <laughs> we want the tag back, man. Not tag us back, you know, like on the internet, but we want Tekken Tag back. <laughs> <laughs> oh, such a great system. So, uh... Albert was talking about the N64 for his last one. That's what I'm going to talk about right now. N64 is my number three. Uh, basically for all the great things that he said. I mean, he's hands down, he's right. WCW versus NWO. How could you not go wrong with that game? Okay, If you were a wrestling fan, that's that's the game to have. I mean, his, his predecessor was uh, WrestleMania 2000, which was, which was okay. Um, it basically was the same game, just with different people. But NWO, WCW NWO was was the game to play. Um, matter of fact, it was the, that's the I believe it's one of the first systems to play four player on split screen. And you know you always cheated with your your brother or your friends, and you're like, "Oh, how did you know it was behind the corner? You you were screen peeking." I'm like, "No, I wasn't." Like, no, you you know you were. It's okay. We can we can say it out loud now that you screen peeked. Matter of fact, there's a game on on Nintendo uh, Switch right now. It's called Screen Cheat, and it's purposely just for that. So we we know you're screen peeking, okay? But yeah, Nintendo 64, hands down, great system. Loved that thing, even though it was really weird. Matter of fact, uh, oh god, I don't know what the game is called. I think it was like Hybrid Heaven. I think that was like one of my favorite games on Nintendo 64. It's a solo RPG game where like you would go out and fight guys and then you'd gain experience and then you'd like learn new moves like oh now I know how to do like a sweep sweep kick or something like that. I don't know. I'm pretty sure I have the game somewhere at mom and dad's house in, in that bucket but Hybrid Heaven, go check it out. That game's underrated. Oh, we dropping obscure Nintendo 64 games? <laughs> Gotta play Chameleon <laughs> Twist quality game oh. sir you use the tongue to grab little poles and you spin around it and it's just it's it's a great platformer real fun i don't know how we ended up with it i'm pretty sure it's still got the blockbuster tag on it uh, <laughs> <laughs> but we played the heck out of that beat that thing and then played it all over again i don't know why it was just it was the game it was great check it out if you can find it yeah now that i think about it, nintendo 64 had a whole bunch of weird games that i liked did you guys ever play snowboarding kids Nope. No. See, that was like a good game too. God. Or like, uh, I think my favorite baseball game was on there, the Ken Griffey Jr. Major League Baseball. Loved that game. You ever play Beetle Adventure Racing? 
Yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. Memory lane. Uh, if you guys don't know what we're talking about, you guys should check it out. Check Matter of fact, out. you should hit us up on our group saying what your favorite Nintendo sixty four game is. All, and I'll boo it. Yeah. Get get as obscure as possible. Because like Beetle Adventure <laughs> Racing was nothing but a co- like long commercial for the Volkswagen Beetle. But still <laughs> super fun to play. The handling was terrible on that thing. They had you racing beetles. It was it was not a good racing game, but you still played it. <laughs> oh my god. So ridiculous. <laughs> Uh, all right, moving on to my number three. Uh, I didn't talk too much to, to Mr. Hardy when he mentioned the PS2 because I was saving it all for my pick for number three, the PS2. Um, big, big PS2 fan. Lots of memories locked into that thing. Um, the Jack and Dexter series, um, the Ratchet and Clanks. Uh, let's see. Back when, you know, the movie tie-in video games were hella good. Uh, Lord of the Rings, Two Towers, and Return of the King. So good. So good. They were really good. They, oh, I, I don't know why. They just they stopped trying when it comes to those movie tie-ins. Like, they're so good. Spider-Man 2, that was a hell of a good game, too. There's just so many good things. To, um, but, yeah, the PS2 has just got a huge library of such good things. And to go back to PS1 so I could replay my, my Crash Bandicoots leading up to when it got bad. Um and just all all the games that you could play on there was just it was so fun. And not to mention uh, one of my favorite games of all time, Shadow of the Colossus, was on there. Um, and so that's when I got to experience that, which was wonderful. So it's just so many good things tied into that PS2. God, PS2. Hey, wasn't like uh, was Medieval on PS2? I believe so. I want I want to say Medieval. Don't quote me on this. I feel like Medieval was on PS2. I remember playing that. Let me see. Let me see. Uh, I recently um, was able to get a PS2 again. I bought it from a cousin of mine who's just turning 18. And then he proceeded to explain to me. He's like, so these are how the chords go in. And I'm like, no, stop. I was there when it was written, which. So. <laughs> but I'm happy to have the PS2 back in my possession. I can't wait to play some old games. Ah, so. Wonderful. Wonderful. Yeah. Um, Medieval was a PlayStation game. So, yeah, you could play it on PS2. Also, you got those early God of Wars in there. Oh, man, I played mm-hmm. Burnout 3 so many times. Those were great games. Loved yeah. So Wait, wasn't Kingdom Hearts on PS2? Yes. Oh, that's, that's such a good game. I got game. introduced to it. Yeah. Um, so yes, it was, sir. Yeah. Fun fact, ooh, my, uh, ooh, and the... I got it for Christmas, and I just remember my brother throwing up <laughs> because he ate too much candy before <laughs> opening presents. <laughs> and so that is how my memory of getting the PS2 was. <laughs> oh, Lord, I didn't even think about that. I should have put PS2 higher. The the Guitar Heroes. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Or DDR, Dance Dance Oh, Revolution. so many things. <laughs> I know. Such a great system. So, so great. Um, all right, okay. we'll move on to my number two, which is um, why I didn't talk too much about it, but it's the Nintendo 64. <laughs> Crossover again. <laughs> um, yeah, it's the 
it almost seemed like it was like the golden age of video games like you they had so many great games coming out like GoldenEye, super smash bros mario kart um i know these some of these titles previously existed but it just like they really uh, refined it and uh created these wonderful games and i have so many memories as a child getting to play like super mario 64 or um being that kid where we uh, duct taped um, cardboard so that way one could sit and the cardboard would sit on their heads. There was no screen peeking while playing Goldeneye. <laughs> and that's how serious we got. <laughs> but, um, yeah, uh, or burning your hand on the control stick while playing Mario Party while trying to spin it around. Um, yeah, tons of memories with the Nintendo 64. It's just a, a really strong, well-built system. It doesn't break if you drop it. Um, it just seems like it's going to last forever. So that is my number two. You know what I forgot that Nintendo 64 brought into the game? The Rumble Pack. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. God, that was such an unrated thing, or at least for its time. Like, Un- I remember. Unrated? I, unrated? It, underrated? There you underrated. go. That's better. Mm-hmm. Under <laughs> Underwear. It was an underwear thing. Um <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, if I remember, if I remember correctly, that came with Donkey Kong Adventures or Donkey Kong Country or whatever the Donkey Kong game was. I remember sticking it in in there, or was it was it the extended memory? No, no, no. I think it was the Rumble Pack. I don't know, but I just remember sticking it in there and like feeling everything that Donkey Kong was doing. I'm like, oh my god, this is amazing! Wow, how how did they figure out this technology? Yeah. They also had like the expansion pack to play your Game Boy games in there for Pokemon Stadium. Um, you there was a rumor to get a camera attachment so that way you could take your picture and put your face on a character in perfect dark but that got scratched or cut out for some reason um yeah they had all kinds of like different attachments it was interesting they even had a microphone attachment for hey you pikachu Uh, i I never got that i was super jealous of those kids like taylor (laughs) who got those things (laughs) (laughs) oh that's a good thing we on number two Yep, that's right. All right, number two. Uh, this might come to surprise to some people, but uh, this was one of my favorite systems. Which, again, I think it's underwear, aka underrated. Um, and that's the Sega Dreamcast. Oh wow! When the Dreamcast <laughs> came out, I absolutely fell in love with the system. Um, I think it was one of the first times that I played competitively against my dad like playing the football games, the NFL 2Ks or the NBA 2Ks. Um, I'm pretty sure we even got competitive during, I think it was called Top Spin. Uh, it was the tennis game. Um, one of my favorite games on that system was, uh, it's like the Spawn game. I don't remember what it exactly was called, but it, if you had four controllers, you can be like four different spawns and like basically have like a little battle royale between the four of you. I loved that game. Uh, I loved Crazy Taxi. I felt like that was an underrated game. Uh, Jet Set Radio Future, or yeah, Jet Set Radio Future. I loved that game as well. I don't know. I, I'm sad that that Dreamcast died. I'm not really sure what happened. I never really looked into it how, how it died or whatever, whatnot. Um, I loved that system. I loved the way the controller felt. I loved how you could put like the memory card attachment inside the middle, and then like you can go like go through your data. Like, be like, oh, everything's right there. I could just delete it straight off without even having to turn on the system. I mean, it did have that weird thing where the cord came out of the bottom of your controller and then, like, <laughs> attached to the system. I don't know. I think Dreamcast was ahead of its time, and maybe it was too ahead of its time, and that's why it failed. But I love the Sega Dreamcast. 
Yeah, from... Yeah, I... Go ahead, sir. Oh, sorry. Um, yeah, I completely forgot about that system. My brother had gotten the Sega Dreamcast, and I have fond memories of playing Sonic the Hedgehog, uh, or Sonic Adventures, I'm sorry, um, on that system. And then same for the memory card. You could play the Chow game on it, and it acted as a secondary video game. Um, but yeah, I think the system failed because uh, uh, Sega went bankrupt, and... Uh, also, there was a big pirating issue that you could literally just take the game, put it into a computer, and copy the contents, and then burn it as a disc, and it would work on the system. Holy crap. And so, um, there wasn't really great security, um, but, yeah. Sorry, go ahead, Albert. <laughs> Dang, scalpers ruining things again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I loved Dreamcast. That was such a great system um, that we... we we only had so many games for it because, you know, Dreamcast didn't last so long, but Crazy Taxi was obviously, like, such a good game. Um, the Sonic Adventures 2 I played a lot as well. Um, just just so many good games. I don't, it's obviously not hitting PS2 levels of library, but it had... It was just... It was a system that was definitely a, a quality system that died too soon uh, before it could really, like, get fully appreciated for how good it was. Agreed. We're on tubes, um, right? This is two? Yes. N- numero dos. Numero dos. All right, for number two, a uh, little little backstory. Um, I was a PlayStation guy. I currently am a PlayStation guy. I have owned every PlayStation. Uh, one, two, three, four, five. I know it's hard to keep track of. Um, <laughs> even a PSP and a Vita. Um, so I was, I was a big PlayStation guy. I, however, uh, when we got to the generation with the PS3, I did not pick PS3 to start. I eventually bought it because, you know, I eventually got money and I could buy my own stuff. Uh, But I chose 360. And so Xbox 360 is my number two. Um, Then there's just, there's so many, so many quality games that came in with the 360 that, that have, that it really kind of got me on that track to becoming like a gamer gamer. Because, you know, before then, there's, like, really good memories and some quality games and such. This is where things got to another level of video gaming. Um, just off the bat, you got, obviously, the Grand Theft Autos, which, hate to say it, but Grand Theft Auto Five was on the Xbox 360. And it's still a big deal that it's coming out for PS5. This is so dumb. Come out with something new. Um, <clears throat> the, the Bioshocks were all... On the 360, uh, Mass Effects. Uh, again, really dumb thing to say. Skyrim was on 360. Why is it still a big deal that it's still going? Um, Red Dead Redemption, the first one, which was so good, so good. Um, the Batman Arkham games, uh, Gears of War, the when Call of Duty started getting really good with Modern Warfare and Black Ops, uh, the Halos, the the fallouts, the mass effects, just so many quality games came out during this generation. And for me, I loved playing them on the 360 over the PS3. I tried to get the PS3 and play it, but it just, it didn't have the same feel. This was also when sports games were getting really good. This is when FIFA finally hit like its top stride of like, this is actually a really good sports game. It's when Madden started hitting it. It's when we used to have the NCAA football. God, I'm so glad it's coming back. Uh, that's when NBA 2K started hitting its stride. Like this, 
this was the generation where things started getting really good when it came to video games. And so like that, all of that just really is what built me into becoming a gamer. And it's just all attached to the 360. I think my favorite memory of the 360 is the Red Ring of Death. <laughs> oh, oh you son of a... <laughs> oh, Taylor. <laughs> Look, we don't talk yeah, about the dark times. <laughs> Yeah, I remember. I give it... oh, go ahead. Oh, I was like, I'll give it some respect, though. It, uh, it was definitely, like you were mentioning, a great system. I I never owned any Microsoft systems before, but um, I I definitely see, like, like what you were saying, like the sports games uh, and just, like, Gears of War. I have a fond memory of that with Mr. Maggard. Oh, I love but... that memory so much. <laughs> but, yeah. It has to do with something respect. with someone hiding behind a couch. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and if in case don't. none of y'all discuss 360 further, just name a few more. The Left 4 Deads, the first Dark Souls, Dead Space, uh, L.A. Noir, The Walking Dead, um, the, the Telltale games. Just just to throw a few more out there. There was a lot. There was a lot. God, I remember the Assassin's Creed game on that system. I remember Assassin's Creed being like, oh man, I've never played something like this before. And that being like super interesting. Was Prince of Persia for that, or was that for the original Xbox? I think that was original. I think that was also PS2. Okay. It was on there yeah, as well. Gotcha. Yeah. I don't know. 360 did have a good lineup. Yeah. Yep. All right. Now we're down to the number one. Number, um, number, number, number one. Yeah. God, um, we need a sound guy bad. We do. We do. <laughs> that was the title of episode four. We need a new sound guy. Yep. <laughs> and we still need one. Um, I guess like, before I get into the number four, quick shout outs to like... The number one. Number one. Not number four. <laughs> number one. <laughs> um, yeah, quick shout outs to like the Game Boy, the, the Nintendo uh, 3DS, um, or the DS systems. Uh yeah, well, PSP. I really thought the DS like system that. was going to be your number one, and it's no. because of Nintendogs. <laughs> oh, specifically <laughs> Nintendogs. <laughs> um, for my uh, number one, it's going to be the Nintendo Switch. Um, and the reason why I chose this is because they managed to create like almost all their video game systems into one. And so I really enjoyed Nintendo as a kid uh, having like their handheld systems or their um, just their home based systems. Uh, but they've been able to combine both. Now you have a portable game system uh, that you can take anywhere with you and play your games or you can dock it and then play it on the TV. And I think that's fantastic. They were able to take features from the Wii with those Joy-Cons and being able to use the motion sensors from it. They were able to take a feature from the Wii U uh, where they had the, the remote like touchscreen and it was portable up to a certain amount of range, um, which was cool and it's right, but it didn't work too well if you got too far. So, um, But being able to have that touchscreen or watch things on that particular screen was amazing. So... Uh, the reason why I'm choosing that system is just because of how Nintendo was able to create like something brand new again. Essentially, you, they created a portable home system. I, it's just fantastic. I can't wait to see like what more games will come out for it and uh, how big their library will go. So you had said something like 10 seconds ago about comparing it to the Wii U. 
for the longest time, I didn't buy a Nintendo Switch because they lied to me about the Wii U. The Nintendo Switch is everything that the Wii U was supposed to be. So I went all in, all in in the Wii U. I got nothing back for it, Taylor. (laughs) Same here. I I got screwed so hard because they're like, oh, you know what? Let's just pretend that didn't happen. Let's just come out with the Nintendo Switch. Yeah, it may sound sour because I was sour. I was like, oh, the Wii U is going to be freaking amazing. Going to do all this cool stuff and touch the screen. uh, (laughs) You know what? If someone wants to watch TV or something, I just walk away and play the Wii U in my bedroom or something. Mm -hmm. Nope. Didn't really happen, Taylor. Then they came out with the Nintendo Switch. I didn't buy one until like, I don't know, like a year and a half ago. Two years ago? Three years ago? I don't know how old my my Switch is now. But, yeah, that's all I have to say about that. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I was highly skeptical of the Switch, too. I did not fall for the trap of the Wii U, thank God. Um, but, yeah, when I saw the Switch come out, it was at a time when I was like, I saw the Wii U, I saw the disappointment that it ended up being, and I was like, okay, it's time for Nintendo to go back to basics. They've done this all experiment stuff with the Wii and the Wii U. Let's get just a solid quality system so we get some solid quality games that we don't have to have gimmicks around. And then they announced the Switch, and I was like, this is dumb. What the hell? This is so stupid. And I just, I did not fall for it, and then I did. Um... It just after a while of seeing folks play it and how it, you know, started to keep growing and then seeing like, oh, also we're getting a Smash Bros for it. It's like, ah, I kind of got to get that. Also, we're going to put Pokemon on it. Oh, I got to get that. Hey, we got this Zelda. (laughs) Oh, God. Fine. Fine. I'll buy it. And I have not been disappointed. It's it's really good. Uh, It's a very good system. Yeah, I only got the Wii U because uh, Super Smash Bros. Uh, I think it was Melee Ball came. Oh no, it was the Super Smash Bros. Like Wii U for Wii U, yeah, or, yeah, and that's the reason why I got that. And so I really only have fond memories of the like Super Smash Bros. The Nintendo Life because that was a fun multiplayer game, and everything else is just a blur to me. I don't really have any other memories with that system. They, so they had a good Mario Party where like if you were the person that was out, like you would play on the tablet instead of playing on the screen so like people wouldn't see what you're doing i used to have that game i don't know where it's at anymore i think i checked out the window when the switch came out but <clears throat> yeah i feel like wii u had its ideas it had and what's sad is there are some good games on the wii u like some really good games that no one's ever going to play because it was on the <laughs> wii u <laughs> yeah sounds about right well, I guess we'll go to my number one. I feel like really old now that you say the Nintendo Switch, because I'm going to say the Super Nintendo was my number one. Whoa. It was my, yeah, it was my first gaming system ever. Um, it obviously came with Super Mario World, which I played hours and hours. I'm not going to lie to you. I don't remember beating, the, beating Super Mario World. I remember going like halfway and then like, oh, I'll just keep replaying these levels. <laughs> but uh, yeah, Super Mario World, it had... Uh, Mario Kart. Uh, obviously, it had the famous was that battle mode. I always loved that mode where you could just hit each other and go around in circles, not doing anything, and just getting hit randomly with a green shell, and then it's just game over. Always loved that. Um, it also had the first game that I ever cried to. So, uh, my dad had bought me Street Fighter, Street Fighter Two, 
And I remember uh, playing the game on the old school clicky TVs, you know, like where they had the knobs on the side or whatever, whatnot. I remember playing Street Fighter 2 on that TV, getting to like the final boss, Bison, and him just whooping my ass. And I remember hitting continue and trying to fight him again. He whooped my ass and then just whooped my ass over. I remember crying and screaming and having my first bitch fit. And my dad coming into the room is like, uh, Mijo, what's wrong? And I was like, I can't beat the game. <laughs> and I remember him taking the controller from me. And I'm thinking like, oh, man, I just lost all my rights to, the, to video gaming. But he restarted me and I even cried even more. I'm like, why, dad? It took me six hours to get to Bison. <laughs> and he goes to the options menu and then changes it to easy. <laughs> and then I never had a problem again. <laughs> but yeah, I had, I had a lot of fond memories with the Super Nintendo. And that's why it's my number one. I can say that was the one Nintendo system I never got um, growing up. I had the NES, and then my parents got the Nintendo 64, so I never got to experience any of that magic during that time. So it hurts my feelings that you say these womp, things. Womp. That's it, Taylor. You're coming over to play some Super Nintendo. Okay, great. <laughs> anyway, Super Nintendo, wonderful game system. I, I, uh, I have more fond memories of the NES myself, but definitely some quality stuff with the Super Nintendo. Yeah, it's weird. I got the Super Nintendo first before the NES, although I did like Duck Hunt. That was a good game. Oh, Duck Hunt, so good, <laughs> so good. Stupid dog. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, so now to my number one. And like I said, I've been going in chronological order, so um, we're not going to get all the way to PS5 because it's too new, and there isn't that good of games out yet, so it ain't up there. But until it does, because, you know, more games are going to come, the, the correct answer is the PS4. The PS4 is the one for me. Um what was really big about the PS4 for me, uh, like I said, Xbox 360 really got me into gaming. It got me into playing a lot more multiplayer games. It got me into like just really fun times. I, I remember those times where like LAN parties were a thing, and we did that, and it was wonderful. I remember for the first time being able to go online and play against people and then get yelled at because I'm not that good. Um, <laughs> all that's there. And then the PS4 came, and that's when I started to become, you know, a good gamer, where I could actually keep up with folks and was good at the games. Um, and so the multiplayer was still fun, uh, but what really has its its most important roots in me and what I love the most is those quality single-player games. And that was heavy with the PS4, and that's something heavy that Sony's done really good. Uh, PS4, obviously, and hopefully continue to do into PS5. Uh, this just, you know, going into Last of Us, I didn't play until PS4, but Last of Us Part 2, uh, God of War, Horizon Zero Dawn, Red Dead Redemption 2, Spider-Man, um, Witcher 3. I mean, there is there is a very quality, quality amount of single-player games that came out on PS4, and those are the ones that really matter to me, is having good single-player games, because, like... I don't know if you caught it, but earlier on when I was talking about like even PS2, I was like, you know what I loved? Jack and Dexter, Ratchet and Clank, you know, those single player games. They were more platformer, but it was like we were getting to, I wanted to play more single player games. And now these ones are just like 
fantastic stories with wonderful gameplay and amazing graphics and it's just got it all that i want it's like watching a movie but i'm in it and that's all i wanted and that's what the ps4 gave me and hopefully sony continues to do that as we go into this next generation yeah as somebody who knows somebody who still has a ps4 that plays with us you know ps4 is pretty good i just matter of fact you know give a shout out to brother gabe because he's stuck on the PS4 right now, he's been trying. To, he's been trying hard, hard for a PS5. Matter of fact, we're about to start a GoFundMe for Brother Gabe, called the Get a G2K a PS5. So, <laughs> you want to help on, out folks. with that? You could always, uh, yeah, you could always donate to TPO. We'll f- somehow figure out how to transfer the money. Maybe not all of it, just some. You know, <laughs> there's there's a founder's fee that goes along with it, but it'll get to him. <laughs> No, that's a that's a quality choice. Uh, obviously, I'm pretty sure all four, all four of us, all three of us. I didn't know we had a fourth member. <laughs> all, all three of us had uh, our future sound guy, <laughs> yeah, or edit guy. You know, we pay in yeah. diet sodas, so. <laughs> uh, you know, we all dabble on PS4. I, obviously, PS4 is a strong system to go with. Um, I can't say anything that Albert hadn't already said. Basically, one-player games, multiplayer games, uh, everything from Madden to God of Wars to to practically everything. You know, PS4 is a a really good system to go back to. I um the only thing for me, I like I I love the PS5 because it plays PS4 games so much better than the PS4. So now it's like. I don't even need the PS4 anymore. I'm mad respect to the system and the games and such. It's just, um, I guess they had big ambitions, and now that like the PS5 should have been like what the PS4 could have done with the certain specs and such. But um, yeah, I uh, definitely still have fond memories with PS4 uh, Destiny, um, playing competitively online with multiple Call of Duty games. Uh, it, the list goes on. So. Yeah, man, you, you know, sound like a PC player just dogging on the PS4. <laughs> no, no, no. Um, you know, I, I, I do got to say, I, I like the point you brought up there in that this next generation of systems seems like it's uh, the systems that need to keep up with the games. Where, like, in the past, it was like, this new system has these new cool new graphics, and then the games eventually had to catch up of, okay, let's try and take advantage of that. Where nowadays it's like, okay, these games are going ham right now. They are coming out with some crazy shit, and our systems can't keep up with it. We better upgrade, otherwise we're going to really disappoint some people. So it's, I, I really like that, that that's what's become of the industry. It's, it's less about, you know, the games have become so important um, that they're, like, the systems need to keep up with it in order to, to really capture the creativity and the amazing things that shout out to everyone in the video game business that are just coming out with some amazing things pretty much on a on a daily basis it's just wonderful to see it's wonderful to see how the gaming business continues to grow and continues to get creative and just just play games folks they're wonderful things and there's something for everyone it doesn't matter what kind of person you are even if you're just someone who wants to to play with dogs, go get some Nintendo dogs. There's 
There's nothing wrong with that. (laughs) I know even no shame, no shame whatsoever. You like you like shooters. You got your fair selection. You love good stories. You got wonderful selection. Even those of you who are just like uh, really peaceful gamers, Animal Crossing is so huge. It's wonderful. It's peaceful. It's great. There's something for everyone. This it's it's a wonderful time to be a video gamer. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, now we'll move on to our next segment of how small is it? It's where I get to try to trick you guys on how small something is. So my question is very small. <laughs> <laughs> What is the smallest video game by file size? Oh. We have nine, uh, 97,280 um, bytes, 487 bytes, 672 bytes, or 5,393 bytes. Ooh. Go ahead, David. You got this. Um, what did you say? <laughs> <laughs> What is the smallest video game by file size? And it's all done in bytes. I'm going to go with D. Okay, 5,393 bytes. Yeah, I don't know. You keep saying bytes, and I keep thinking about food and stuff. God, I'm so hungry. Are we including, like, the super old, like, computer games that were just, like, you know, adventure. We're including everything I could find on the internet. Okay, okay. Um, in which case, I'm going to go with B. We're going B. 487 bytes. All right. So, Mr. Maggard, um, the game you chose was Doom at 5,393 bytes. It was not the smallest game. That's upsetting. I, I so, figured once you said Doom. Thanks, thanks, Taylor. Yeah. <laughs> um,. Mr. Albert chose B, which was Boot Chess, at 487 bytes, and that currently is the smallest game. Yeah. What the hell is Boot Chess? Boot Chess. So, ch- it's, it's a chess game, but they do it in the um, command prompt format. So it's just literally P for pawn, K for king, queen for, you know, and it's got X's. And then when you move the piece, it just m- puts a letter there. And that's all it does. I hate everything so, that you just said right now. minimum. <laughs> that is as minimal um, as you can get. Yeah. Then the next one was uh, 1K7X chess. Uh, it held the record for several years, um, apparently. Uh, for, it was at 672 bytes. And then um, the... This game you'll see is the smallest um, because of how graphic it is. Um, is Krieger, if I'm pronouncing that correctly, it was 97,280 um, bytes. But you should take a look at that game. Like, it's amazing. That file size uh, is very small, and for the graphics that they have, is incredible. So uh, I don't know how they made that game that tiny, but they managed to do it, and it held the world record for quite a while. See, it's so. called Krieger? How is that spelled? Yeah. Uh, it's got a period in front of it, two Ks. R I E G E R. Oh, Creaker. Yeah, and you can watch like some of the gameplay. No way. Yeah. So. That's um, insane. This is like this is a game on Windows. (laughs) (laughs) To put that in perspective, like most music files are larger than that game. So. I wonder. Wow! In 2020, it's still in beta. (laughs) 
Yeah. Yeah, this, so there you have this it. definitely looks like a Doom type style of game. Yeah. Just, I guess it got a 2 out of 5 rating because there's not much content to it. So you don't say. Go figure. <laughs> That's hilarious. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you everyone for watching our, not watching, well, but listening all, to oh, our sixth episode. Here we go again. Yep. Why do we let I'm this sorry. guy host? I don't understand. I, I feel like the only reason you want us to do like a live stream is so that you can say these things and everything will be okay. <laughs> exactly. There will be no mistakes anymore. <laughs> and then I can actually wave. <laughs> oh, God. All right. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Well, well before we sign off, make sure you oh, hit yeah. us up on TPO, Tripolar Opinion, on our Facebook page. You also join our group for uh, some crazy discussions. And hey, I know uh, we haven't talked about it in a while, but we got a contest going on that no one has entered, which I'm highly offended in right now. Okay, <laughs> um, does not do people not like DoorDash bucks? <laughs> do you like DoorDash bucks? They don't want the bucks, man. Nobody wants the I bucks. Know, but we're not allowed to enter. I'm just saying we have free bucks to give away. I mean, are, are we you allowed to, do? to enter? No, you're not allowed to enter. Could, did, They're allowed did, to enter. Does does you're not. the competition include uh, fans of TPO that were so good at being fans that they were invited onto the show to be a host? <laughs> oh, gosh, dang it. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, people who aren't on the show, you could apply to get these bucks. Apply? Is that how it is? You can apply? I, I don't know. I don't Anyways, know. go... Go to our Facebook page. Give us a suggestion of what top five you want to hear. If it gets chosen, guess what? You're getting some bucks. You're getting them DoorDash bucks. The cash. The cash is fast. The fast food, which gets to your door in less than an hour. It might only cover the tip. I'm just kidding. No, you'll get you'll get some meals out of us. Come on now. Anyways, hit us up. Top five. TPO. You know what it is. All right. Thanks for listening. Thank you. Here also, we go again with the thank, oh god, he's still waving. Anyway, also just <laughs> just throw in my own thing because we want Taylor to say goodbye like five times. Um, those of y'all that are in the group, I, I do want to give another thank you. We do listen to you. Um, like we did here, we need to talk about Lord of the Rings more often. We will. I promise. I will make sure it happens because I love Lord of the Rings. It will. We'll make sure it happens. Also, we need to drop more hot takes. So we may have a show where we're just dropping hot takes to make people angry. That's, hot takes? <laughs> is that is that how we're saying it? We could say it like that. I'm, I'm not against I, that. I mean, until I'm we down. get a permanent sound guy, I'm just going to start saying random stuff and see what, see what sticks. My, hot takes? <laughs> <laughs> uh, my goal was just to be like, insert air horn here. Uh, anyway, yeah, definitely, definitely interact with us, guys. Come to our group, interact with our page. Let us know what you want to hear, because we ha- we come up with great ideas, of course, because obviously you guys are listening. But we would love to hear what you guys have to say, because we want to make sure that we are giving you the fans. And I'm pointing at you. Look at that. I'm interacting with the video now. Um, you, the fans get to hear what you want to hear and we talk about what you want to hear about talking so interact with us we we love to hear from you guys hot takes (laughs) can i say goodbye now (laughs) 
Hold on. Do we got anything else? We want to throw anything? Out? We got any other plugs? I don't think so. Me neither. Okay. Great. Awesome. Well, have a great night. Everyone. <laughs> Hot takes. <laughs>